Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Well, here we are. Uh, we go again. Um, this is it. The podcast. The RGM Experience Podcast. With me, Carl Maloney. That guy from RGM Magazine. Hey, Hope. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really pleased to announce that this week we have somebody that I think is going to go stratospheric very, very soon. I've just been seeing a lot on the socials from him. Uh, and I sent him a DM on Twitter just thinking, oh, here we go. Let, let's just send him a message and fancy a chat with this man. This lad. Um, and he replied saying, yeah, go on then. Before, but, uh, I do try and research and stuff and well, do me bit, you know, before any kind of interview. Um, and you, when you look on musician socials, it's, it's generally all about gigs and thank you for last night, uh, new song coming out, that kind of stuff. So, so it is quite difficult to, to find... You know, things about them that you want to talk about, if you get me. And not one thing with this podcast is I don't want it to be all promotion at all. Uh, a lot of guests come on because they want to flog something, which is completely fine. And, you know, that you know we'll cover that. But uh, the main purpose of this, com- uh, these, this podcast is to have a chat with people. Get to know them a little bit more than what you can on maybe uh, on other type of interviews where you might have a five-minute chat with somebody. I just like to get involved and just get dig a little bit deeper and get to know people a little bit on a on a deeper level. That's the plan, anyway. Sometimes it happens. Uh, I did feel like it happened on this particular interview. So it and it's a massive one. Imagine, right? Just imagine being FaceTimed by Elton John. We're going to be talking about that. It's somebody that I think has got the world at the feet at the minute. And I'm really pleased to, you know, have him on the show. <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm just really happy. So ladies and gentlemen, today's guest is going to be Tom A. Smith. Young lad, Mackham, Sunderland boy. Um, during, during the interview, it was funny because... Um, I, I saw on his socials that he, he's, he's got a, like a few gigs booked and that kind of stuff. Um, and we were talking about, you know, this big tour coming up and that kind of stuff, where he, he basically put a post out about some festival slots he's doing and all that kind of stuff, which he's doing loads, it's great. So I would talk to him as if, like, that was the tour. I, I didn't know he had this other big announcement that was coming out, uh, which is a massive tour that he has. And we've had to delay this podcast a couple of weeks just because, you know... Uh, you know, I didn't want to spoil the surprise and it's just not the right thing to do. So we've delayed this podcast coming out for a couple of weeks um, after his announcement of his major tour. Um, and what a tour that looks like. Yeah, we'll come back to that. There's a link to in the description of the podcast to his tour. Uh, but the guy who's been on Soccer AM is a young lad, 19, 20-year-old. So much experience, you know, touring with Miles Kane. Loads of stories about all this kind of stuff coming up, ladies and gentlemen. So you're in for a treat. You are in for a treat. And earlier on today, I uh, recorded another podcast with another Northeast lad that's coming up next week. So there's something in the air over there, ladies and gentlemen. And it's an absolute pleasure to to bring this episode to you. This guy's got so much confidence for such a young lad. He's got the world at his feet. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, this is the podcast. And here is... Tommy Smith. Hello, how are we doing? Yeah, sound pal, thank you. Nice one. So, uh, we find you at home in Sunderland today, then, do we? Uh, yeah, um, got a little, well, sort of a little bit of time off at the minute. Only really gigging yeah. on the weekends, how the festival season's starting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at, uh, at home uh, in Sunderland for a period of time for the first time in quite a while. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, I, I like to speak to 
new, particularly because you know I always mention on this podcast, I, I pick people for this podcast that people don't apply to be on it really, um, mm. and I pick people when I when I see something online that uh, perks my interest. Um, right, and, yeah. And I've seen your name about there a lot, mate. You know, you've got your name out there. You, you you're out there in the big old music industry. Yeah, yeah. Having it's, a great. It definitely seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, where do you where do you feel you are within the industry at the minute then uh, you know i mean it's still very early doors it really is um yeah you know we've been uh, i've been very lucky over the last sort of year and a half to be mm. to be able to be involved in as many festivals and tours that i have been yeah. uh you know um i think we've even this year we've, we've got over 20 festivals booked for the summer so it's wow. it's, it's, it's going to be a busy time but yeah it's it, as i say it's still early doors you know we've yep. we've done a few headline tours and mm. you know it's been like 150, 200 cap rooms and there's obviously bigger rooms than that. So we hope to, to, to reach them a bit further down the line. But yeah, no, I'm just enjoying it at the minute and taking every day as it comes. But, you know, the support we've been getting has been amazing. It's fascinating how how it can take off so quick for somebody. Did, did you mind me asking your age, mate? Uh, yeah, I'm 19 at the minute. 19. Just so turned 19, yeah. Just turned 19. So a young lad mm-hmm. in the industry, all already got these festivals ahead of you. Uh, and these headline gigs, and, and, and I can tell you're ambitious because only 150 cap venues, and and you're and you're looking bigger than that already. Oh yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, I've been working on this for 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 quite some time, and yeah. you know, realistically speaking, uh, even though I've had a fun year and a half, I've not really done anything yet. Uh, I've not yeah. hit the big strides that I want to. So yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. No, I love it, mate. I love the ambition of it. And uh, it's kind of a, another reason why I wanted to chat with you, really, because I'm, I'm just fascinated mm. with the, the journey of a musician and how, how cause it, everybody's journey is different. Uh, so let's go, back and le- let's go back a little bit with you then. So how, how did uh, Tommy Smith first start getting into music? Talk us through how it all happened. Well, you know, like music was always getting played in my dad, uh, in me, in me house. You know, my dad is like, even though he'll tell you himself, he's not very... He's not blessed with much musical ability. <laughs> is he not? Um, no, definitely not. Does but he, does he, he, does he loves his he, music. Does he think he is? <laughs> does he think he is in his in his own head a little? <laughs> oh no, no. I mean, he he's never <laughs> been able to pick an instrument or anything. But okay. he he does know music so well, right. and you know, he, he even you know with my stuff, he'll he'll know he'll know when things are right and things are wrong. And you know, he oh. he does. He is an absolute music lover, and mm. um, and he's always been playing music in my house since I was you know. Since I, as long as I can remember, and I remember yeah. I started getting guitar lessons at like four or five years old mm. um, from um, musicians in a band called Detroit Social Club, which is quite a local band to us. Yeah. Um, who start who did really well about fifteen years ago, you know, two of the Oasis um, yeah. and a few other things, and a couple lads from there, one called Chris McCourty and Dale Knight, and also Johnny Bond, who uh, famously then joined Catfish the Bottlemen later down yeah. the line. Um, but they all used to come around our house every yeah. Tuesday, drink me dad's drink, uh, play a bit of FIFA, play a bit of football, yeah. and then give us a 20-minute guitar lesson where we learn to play White Stripes and Jake Bug and all that. And uh, But yeah, it's, it's, I think from then, I just it, it just became part of my routine, my weekly yeah. routine. I just... These um, rock stars would come around my house every week and teach us how to play, talk me, talk to play through, music. Talk me through that in a bit more detail. So you've got you've got all these people, all these yeah, you know, yeah. established musicians coming around to your house teaching guitar. Just talk me through how that happened. Yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued by that. Well, my um, dad was like really good friends with them. He, he used to do like the merch for them um, ah, and sell them at the gigs. Yeah. Um, so apparently my dad is very good on the lash. So I think he had a lot of friends in the industry um, because he just loved his music and every yeah. gig he went to, he'd beat people who, you know, he'd get along with. And um, yeah, so they um, agreed to sort of do that. Um, and they, I think, really enjoyed it as well. Um, but then I got my first gig when I was eight year old and that was supporting Detroit Social Club when they did a reunion show. Wow. Um, uh, at uh, the Clooney in Newcastle. Mm. Uh, it was completely sold out. It was like, you know, 300, 400 cap room. Uh, I remember I only did a 15-minute set. I remember being absolutely petrified, hitting every single second of the whole set. But the second it was done, I was like, right, yeah, this is, that was something else. That's cool. Uh, I want to do that again. Eight-year-old, eight yeah, yeah. Wow. That's an so, introduction yeah. to, that's an introduction to, you know, what was it like as a young eight-year-old kid just being around these, adults backstage and just like 
you know, seeing what can go on backstage and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were so welcoming and so yeah. so warm, and you know, um, you can tell that they really, um, really enjoyed like, you know, helping me out and being part of it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'd always bring like me mates along with us and all that, or all these things. So you know, there's there's still people of my age kicking about there. Yeah. Um, but no, it's always you know, it's been a massive part of my life forever. You know, and uh, then in a couple of years down the line, I started getting singing lessons and more guitar lessons from mm-hmm. um, a lad called Barry Hyde, who you know is a Mackham legend. He's uh, the singer of Future Heads. Wow. Um, so I used to go around to a place called Pop Rex in Sunderland where he teach uh, me, my brother, and my younger sister singing lessons. And, you know, we'd all be doing four-part harmonies in, um, you know, like next to a piano and singing all future head songs and old Macklin folk songs. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, it's always been a massive part of my life, I suppose. And what was that like, you know, being at school and having these experiences? What What was that like? How were the people around you? Um, you know, um, school because I can imagine that can't be, it might it might separate you from everybody else a little bit. Does it? Did it? Yeah, it way? did a little bit. It did yeah. a little bit. But but to be fair, for like eleven, twelve year olds, like it, I, I don't. I suppose that really doesn't sink in what that means yeah, and sure, yeah. what that is. Yeah. And like you know, I'll just be like, yeah, I've, you know, playing the O2 Academy this weekend. We can't reach the bottom <laughs> then. A twelve year old, and it, like it wouldn't mean anything to them. It would be like, oh, all right, nice. Yeah. Um. But no, yeah, it's. It, I mean, I, I didn't know many people my age who played music other than me, me siblings, my brother and my sister. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's like, but everyone's always been so supportive of it. And I've, and I've never really had anybody, you know, really, really like sort of bringing it down or anything like that. So yeah. no, it's, um, it's, been a, it's, it's been a pretty wild 10 years. <laughs> so what about like your studies and stuff like that? Because you've got to remember your studies, you know, I'm, I'm sure that would jump yeah. into you. Um, you've got these experiences and you've got this taste of music. Mm. Was, was that like difficult to manage doing your studies and? Well, I suppose, oh, but I wasn't really gigging that often, you know, okay. as like a 15 year old. It was like once every, you know, two weeks I'd have a gig. Yeah. I do like open night like mic nights and all that as well yeah. but didn't really do loads and um, so like it was always we always sort of me, me parents were always like right okay once you've got your GCSEs and everything like that out of the way make sure you've got you know something to fall back on you know yeah. then then you can go then we can like try and go for it and and see where I can get you um because I was always like so young and you know it's um it's probably very difficult I can't imagine me being 15 doing what I'm doing now I think I'd yeah. struggle um, but when um, you know when I came to college years they were like just after lockdown and I'd spent lockdown literally every single day writing for hours and hours treating it like a 9 to 5 job because I didn't have school anymore and yeah. um, so I just sort of every single day was writing creating demos I mean I've got like a SoundCloud link with nearly 500 demos on now um, songs that I've written over the last three years. Um, but once I returned to college, yeah, I must say, my college tutors, even though I was doing a music course, weren't massive fans of us, to be honest. I mean, I was never in at all. Uh, you know, last last year we did like over 100 gigs, um, you know, and we did, and two of them were in the Northeast. So, um, yeah, we were always away, me and um, Katie, who's my bassist, um, who was also on the course, I met on the course. And um, we were just like literally never there. Um, but luckily, we managed to get through it, and, and we passed. We passed. Well, you're, you're learning music in real time, aren't you? You're out there actually doing it. How, how much extra can you learn from a classroom in that, in that kind of? Oh thing? yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, the troops there did a great job, and you know, I still get along with and talk to everybody who, um, who I met there, and and all that. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big ambassador for life experience, particularly mm. over like college and that kind of stuff, because it. It, it's a bit of a stale environment. It, it was for me anyway, and I, I did like media production, and it did help me create this RGM thing uh, in a way, and editing audio and that kind of stuff. Mm. But they kind of just send you out in a field to film something and get your composition right. It's just it's just a bit stale. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? You, you can't you can't beat real life uh, experiences. You just can't beat. Oh no, I, I think music as well. You know, like it doesn't matter how many gigs you. you, you I mean, like. You've got, you've got to do it yourself. You've got to, you know, go to these pub gigs. You've got to go to these open mics. You've got to do all of that to, to, to stand yeah. a chance, really, because, you know, it's like the experience of being on stage is, 
is like it's difficult to to get in a rehearsal room yeah. or in a practice room or anything like that. Yeah, so 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 you've had all this experience as a young kid, done all these gigs, you know, Catfish and the Bottle Man. Um, when when because bands I speak to have been going for you know it could be ten fifteen years and and they don't and they they find it hard to get into the festival circuit and that kind of stuff. How, what what was your first like you know in with starting to get more gigs and getting festival slots? What what who created that opening for you personally? Um, well, a few, quite a few years back when I played under a different name, um, Tim Burgess um, from Charlatans, you know, was um, was was really supportive and and you know he had many festivals as as many called Tim Peaks Diner, and you know yeah, Ken, I was Kendall I was Collin playing in there, that, yeah. yeah, Kendall Collin, yeah. uh, didn't done that a few times at Tim Peaks Diner, and um, yeah, that was you know I did that festival like three years in a row. But how, just um, just going back a little bit, Tom. How did your relationship with, you know, the legend fucking Tim Burgess start? You know, just talk us through that. Um, I think, oh, I'll tell you what it was. I did the cover of The uh, the Only One I Know um, ah, okay. on, um, on and put it on Facebook. And they got like, I think, like quarter of a million views in about a week yeah. um, when he saw it. So then, you know, he um, offered, to, offered to help us out. Um, oh, that's amazing. That, that, that must have been nice just to get that message from the man himself. Oh no, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Wow. I think I think I sent the first message saying, "Hi, can I can I play Tim Peake's Diner at Candle Call?" And, yeah. and then he was like, "Why not?" Yeah. Oh, no. um, so, yeah, my dad became good friends with you know the one of his pals as well who was working close with them. So mm. yeah, it um, definitely helped well. But it's mainly been over the last sort of year and a half, you know, since I changed my name, released my debut single. Um, you know, and there's, uh, since then there's been a little bit of excitement around it um, what about you, what I've been doing. What was you? And name? what was you? What did you call yourself before? Um, I went under Tom Mousesmith. It was just like a sort of okay. cover. I was like a cover artist, really. Right. It was just like um, a bit of a novelty thing, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was over the sort of last year and a half. You know, I sort of sort of releasing my own stuff, and the, you know, the reception for it has been you know beyond amazing and. Uh, yeah, the, the festivals just keep on adding up in the gigs. So, yeah, it's all been Love it. dead fun. Though. So changing your new name then. So I presume your A stands for your middle name. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've just... So, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes people... Some, some people just make it up like a middle, like a yeah, middle yeah, initial. Yeah, for absolutely. Something but. but we thought Tom Smith is... One, either a bit boring, or yeah. two, it's all also the singer of the editors. So Ah, okay. Oh, right. So it, it would get mixed up a bit, I think. But, um, You've got your head screwed yeah. on you, mate. You, 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 you're making those choices early. You, you're realising that it's going to confuse people if you've got the same name as somebody else, particularly if it's like the lead singer or editors. Yeah, so, yeah, so do they Do those like, uh, does that intuition come from your dad? Does he know that kind of stuff and tell you? Or is it just, you're just soaked up in music that you already know all these things? Uh, well, over, uh, well, yeah, um, both in a way. Yeah. Um, but over lockdown, you know, I was very lucky to... to to meet some managers who, you know, have been really supportive and really backing and, you know, really love what I'm doing. Um, you know, a lad called Mike Walsh, who, you know, set up Radio X mm. 20 years ago, gave the first radio player to Coldplay, Killers, you know, um, yeah. currently manages Dylan John Thomas mm. as well. Um, so he, I'm managed by him and co-managed by a guy called Neil Hughes, who, um, you know, currently manages James and, you know, has got an incredible career where, you know, he's, he's done some phenomenal things and worked with some top, top artists. I think one of the scenes is um, Robert, he's one of the only people Robert Smith from the QSP to, which is, um, oh, nice. which is, which is quite nice. Um, but yeah, and they, you know, have been really supportive and really guided us and helped us out with what, what, you know, what's the right way of doing it. Not like the way we were doing it before was wrong. Um, what, what, is but, the, you know, what, what is the right way of doing it then? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many ways of doing it, isn't yeah. it? It's like, it's such a... That's why this That's know, why this industry proper, like, uh, intrigues me at every, uh, every point in it. There's no, there, mm-hmm. there, there is no right or wrong, is there? It, it, no, absolutely, it's, it's yeah. Right, it's, it's, some things are right for where somebody is at that time. Hmm. So No, so, absolutely, yeah. So so what, what what's right for you then? Might be a better question. What what was deemed right for you? Um, Just being consistent with it, I suppose. You know, it's yeah. like, 
you know, the modern day of streaming and not really selling records, you know, you you can't gain any momentum at all if you don't keep releasing things, you know. Mm. You'll notice in, it, in a year and a half, I've not done an album, but I've got, you know, like 12 songs out on Spotify and also an EP of, you know, piano versions of the same songs. So, like, there's plenty getting pumped out just to make sure, it, you know, there's always something going on. I'm always releasing something. Um mm. But I think, you know, because it's such early doors, I think what's more important now is, you know, getting yourself actually in front of people and playing it live because I think the best part of what I do is my is my live performance because, mm. you know, I've been working for so many years on it. Um, I think it's the best part of what I do. Um, you know, and it's just, you know, getting yourself out as much as you can and, and, and enjoying the scene as much as you can. Yeah, I can, I can imagine it's... It must feel quite exciting, like to be to, to be to be your age, you know, nineteen now. Just uh, I'm forty five, mate. I'm just thinking, what what were I doing at nineteen? I was probably, <laughs> I was probably on the park getting pissed in Gleagless in Sheffield, uh, <laughs> and like not not going anywhere. Then we started yeah. a band. Then, then we started a band that didn't go anywhere uh, in his twenties. So for it to be like nineteen and have this experience that you've already had, you know, TV, Soccer AM, you're playing Glastonbury yeah. that we'll come to in a bit and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, you're playing my hometown tomorrow as well. You're playing the B-Rate Festival as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, yeah. looking forward to that. That should yeah. be cool. Yeah. But no, it's just like, it is very exciting. It's amazing, you know. And um, me and, and the band, you know, I've, I've known the guitarist and the drummer for, for 15 years. Um, Thank God. So, and, you know, so, since you were four, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the they were um, friends of my older brother, and they were used to be in bands with him. Went through secondary school and stuff like that. Um, uh, so I've known them forever, and you know, obviously, my bassist is like my pal from college, yeah. who I've known for a couple of years. And you know, it's it, every little part of it is new for us, like for all of us. You know, I haven't got some session musicians in. Um, every part is just as exciting for all four of us. And yeah. uh, you know, going to Europe for the first time last year and. I'm playing on Lake Geneva, and and then in Switz- and then in Czech Republic. You know, it's like every little part. You know, being massive fans of Lash Shadow Puppets for years, <laughs> and touring and writing with Miles Kane, yeah. who um, is an absolute legend, and you know, meeting Elton John and performing at his Hyde Park show. You know, it's like. I'm gonna, for I'm, all gonna of us. To, I'm gonna have to slow you down a little bit there, mate. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Elton John Miles came in there. Uh, <laughs> just one little question before we get onto those characters: um, mm. Have you had to make like a, a serious business decision yet with lineups or anything like that? Because I can imagine, you know, the industry is what it is. If you know, um, have you ever had to have a, like a tough decision like that yet? Because it could happen. Yeah, well, nothing really yet. You know, it's. Um... Mm. We, I think we always gauge from the start whether some things the right or wrong thing to do. Um, and but there's been nothing you know major that we've even like thought about or looked at really. Yeah. Um, so we just try to think you know people have bought tickets for things and mm. you know let's see let's see let's see how it pans out. Yeah. Um, but there's been nothing where we thought well, we really shouldn't be doing this or anything like that. So it's it's all ticked along really nice and. Mm. Um, we're just trying to enjoy it, taking every sort of day as it comes and every show as it comes. So, um, and trying to meet and play in front of as many people as possible, really. And just one little question, just about the dynamics of the band and that kind of stuff. Because yeah. I, I, I've been around a bit, you know, and I'm a bit of a nosy <laughs> bastard, so I just like to ask. <laughs> um, so, uh, sometimes when I see bands that are headed by one person and it's got one person's name on the poster, that type of thing, that can create an environment in a band that. You know, sometimes it can, uh, you know, people can get jealous and that kind of stuff because mm. they're not, they're not like mentioned on things and they're not getting interviews and that kind of stuff. How, yeah. I, I, you know, you're all schoolmates, you've known each other all your life pretty much. Yeah. Um, has that been, ever been a thing with you guys? Absolutely not, no. Right. Because, like, because, you know, it's, it's such an incredible experience for all of us yeah. that like, I don't, I, they understand that, you know, I've, I've put the work in for three years, yeah. writing every single part, every drum yeah. part, the drummer plays, every guitar part Dylan plays and yeah. every little thing that happens on stage, you know, I, I've, I've yeah. worked on for so long. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they completely um, and totally, you know, respect that. But when it, you know, like, 
I'd love to be further down the line, you know, all of us writing together and being creative and productive together. But, yeah. you know, it's like the right uni at the minute and all that. And it's hard to find the time to do that. And when I just, you know, sit at computer on me on at home at three in the morning when it's me best time for writing. Um, like, and, I, and I create something, you know, it's, you know, they're more than happy to, to be part of that. And uh, like just kicking and playing live, we're always spending time with each other and always, yeah. you know, like on the road together and you know the vibe and the van and everything like that is you know absolutely amazing and we all get along so well so there's been no issue of that and so far and i'd be very surprised if there ever is really i love i love that so you mentioned elton john there mate i ain't got elton john mm. on my notes i've I, I missed that i've missed that from my research just talk me <laughs> through that whole experience how did, it, how, how, did it, how did it happen what was it like walking into a room where you know elton john's gonna be and just yeah, talk us yeah. through all of that Oh no, no! I mean, it it was amazing. Yeah, it was great. Um, I remember getting a, a FaceTime call from him like two weeks before the gig. Um, how, did, how did it happen? How, how did it all start? I'm just fascinated. So, story. yeah, he's got a radio show um, mm. called Rocket Hour, mm. and you know, um, he handpicked me and played me on that. And I remember him saying on the show, mm. you know, this this kid's I was 17 at the time. Yeah. This lad, 17, and I think he's going to be a very, very big star. Um, which, you know, hearing a legend like that say something like that at 17 is like, you know, absolutely crazy. I was actually in Sheffield at the time. I was at the lead mill. Right. Um, player there. But he, um, he's um, then like two weeks before the gig, you know, FaceTime me. Well, actually, no. When we were in two room with Miles Kane, um, it was a day off in Manchester. And I got an email through in the morning that said, um, hi, Elton John has um, asked you to come along to his Hyde Park gig in, in London. Um, um, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. That's great. He's asked us to come and watch. That's brilliant. <laughs> right, and then my, yeah. da- then my dad rings us like 10 minutes later and he goes, have you seen this email that's come through? Yeah. I went, yeah, yeah. Elton John's asked us to, to come to his Hyde Park gig. And he went, he's not asked you to come and watch you. He's asked you to bloody play it, Tom. <laughs> Um, I was like, and I read it over again, and it, and it did say that. And I was like, I, I was with all the band at the time, and we just went absolutely mad. Like, <laughs> we went absolutely wild. Um, and then, like, 10 minutes later, we then got an offer to play to Open Leeds Festival. Um, wow. So, it, like, it was pretty wild half an hour. But um, He FaceTimed you then? Have you, have, you got yeah, his, yes. have you got his number on your phone still? Um, it's like a sort of his producer's iCloud. Right. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, but we had a, we had like a FaceTime chat. Um, so just, talk to, I'm very excited about this. Uh, yeah, this, yeah. So, so, so imagine so getting your phone and just seeing FaceTime as it, and then just seeing fucking Elton John's. <laughs> oh, it was it. wild, it was wild. <laughs> but then um, he, um, <laughs> so basically it was supposed to happen the day before that it happened. Yeah. Um, but his um, pretty normal things are happening in life is um, yacht, was stranded oh, and he didn't have any, he didn't have any single a signal. Oh. So as you're outside, I think he was just outside in Nice, and um, he didn't have a, a signal. So we had a, um, you know, it's happened before to me. So yeah. you know, I can't blame him. <laughs> but he's um, yeah, I had to we changed it to the next day. But I remember him opening up the call and goes, "Hello, Tom, how are you?" And I'm so excited to chat. And he, you know, he's he's there with his tinted red glasses, yeah. and. He knows literally, I mean, he was in his full Elton John getup as well. Nice. Um, and so he, um, he knew everything about me, what I had coming up, all my singles I put out so far, wow. um, everything I'd done, the gigs I'd done recently. And that was just uh, the um, the interview you can find it on uh, Apple Music. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you could just see that I'm just like in this total disbelief. <laughs> anything is going on. I just look... Yeah. I'm like stuttering out. I, I don't know what to say because yeah. um, Elton John's in front of us. Um, but then I met him at Hyde Park in London, um, which was a great day out. You know, um, it, it was an amazing time. You know, I've still got my, I've got this big plaque on my bedroom wall that says Tom A. Smith, British Summertime Concerts, Hyde Park, Elton wow. John. Um, you know, which is like me pride possession. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great day out, and the gig was amazing. I managed to meet him, and um, I went in with alongside Thomas Eden, um, and we um, we met him. And I remember at the time because um, we all had to wear face masks and all that because you know he's 
He's he's an old fella, and he's got a, he's got a big tour to do. Okay. He doesn't want to be catching anything, and yeah. um, fair enough. But he didn't recognise who I was underneath him. Um, so I was sat directly next to him, like <laughs> literally on the couch next to him. But for like twenty minutes, he kept on. Every ten minutes, he'd go, "It's Tommy Smith here. I want I want to meet Tom. I want to meet Tom." <laughs> um, and I, I went, "Yeah, I'm here. Hello." Um, and he went, "Oh yes, hello." <laughs> and then ten minutes later, he'd say it again. Yeah. Uh, and then I pulled my mask down and said, oh, I am here. And he, and he was like, um, we got a picture and all that. And um, wow. yeah, I mean, what a, what a splashing down to earth person he is. Like, he clearly loves his new music, yeah, introduced yeah. us to his kids and everything like that. No. Um, yeah, he, he, like he loves his new music. Um, and you can tell he's just someone who, you know, respects songwriters and yeah. is clearly a love of music and um, so yeah what, what a massive occasion and day that was for us oh well done mate what kind of influence has miles kane had on you then um no massive it's been amazing not just from you know like being able to sit down and write with him um that was the first time i'd actually wrote with somebody you know so i was i was really nervous to do it uh, yeah. because especially let alone someone like miles kane um but he was like so and he understood that it was completely, well, he made it completely like my thing. And it, I already had a song that I'd been playing on his tour um, called Me, where basically the chorus was just, a, I shouted loads of nasty things to myself about myself, which is the pre-chorus, so like you do. And yeah. um, and he was so, you know, like, he really understood that, you know, but we went in there to write together and, you know, it was such a great enjoyable day and um, and obviously i'm so happy with the song that we came out with you know it's a um definitely one of my favorite releases and you know getting to play that on um live on soccer am with them as well yeah. you know because it was just like uh, we got asked to do it without miles and but I, I sent him a text and said look we um i've been asked to do soccer am this weekend um if you're free and if you're in london you're more than welcome to come down i'd love it if you could come down and and, and join us on our song. Inviting, and, uh, he's inviting like, Miles yeah, yeah. down to stuff. Love it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, absolutely. That'll be amazing. That'll be great. Um, but no, he's such a he's such a top yeah. a top guy. And um, so like obviously people at Soccer M were, were clearly buzzing to have him there. Um, and like there's do you know how there's like little skits that happen in Soccer M yeah. and things like that. Um, but like on the original script it said Miles was doing them. Um, but he got to, he got taken to his dressing room and he scribbled them out and put my name on so i ended up doing all the skits and everything oh, like that and nice. um, so he's clearly like it's amazing that yeah. the support he's, he's given us he, he, he's um he's been brilliant and um obviously the tour at the time was a massive part for me just watching how he performs as a front man and yeah. um, was like you know massive for me seeing you know him putting the guitar down and just you know having such swagger on stage and um, so yeah he's um no, being dead supportive and a, a real massive part um, of my musical journey over the last year, I suppose. Um, but no, and I hope to keep working with them down the line as yeah. well. Um, I have done a bit more work in the studio with them and happy with what, loving what we've got as well. Um, but hopefully a bit more as well. And yeah, he's, um, it's, it's been great. So that's something you've got in your back pocket for future, maybe? I'll not, yeah, yeah, I'll absolutely. not put you too much. You probably can't talk about it, but... No, not really. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. So, what? So, uh, how has your performance as a frontman developed? Um, having these experiences on tour, how have you worked on you? Yeah, well, I always say this to my band. You know, even though we've all improved so much over the last year, and yeah. um, you know, because you know we've gigging more now than ever. Um, I think I've, um, you know, everyone was sort of just like brilliant. Um, but I think, like myself, I've, I've seen the most change, really, because right. you know, it's. I think it's the most, you know, like it's it's it's, it's that engaging with with the people in front of you. You know, mm-hmm. um, Bar- uh, Barry once said to us, "People always say when you're on stage, you're the one in control, yeah. but you're definitely not. The the two hundred plus people in front of you are in control. It's your job to win them over." Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, you should be respectful at gigs, I think, if you're a gig goer and, you know, yeah. um, try and watch everything. Um, but, like, obviously, you're big rowdy bands. You, you can wild for that. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but, 
yeah, it's your job to win them over and, and gain their respect. And, you know, uh, being able to see these amazing front men over the last year, one in particular, you know, um, Dave, front man from Gang of Youth, who I toured with at the beginning of last year, you know, his performance and, and stage banter and the way he just like conducted himself in, in on stage and as a front man was, you know, probably the best I'd seen. Um, and he, um, he blew me away and, you know, I managed to get to chat with him um, about songwriting and things like that. And he gave me a few tips on how to do, on how he does it as well. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll develop and find your own style in time too. Cause I, I can remember when Arctic Monkeys first come out, Alex Turner wasn't a natural front man. He just stood there with a guitar in the early days. Yeah. And now, yeah, and now he's this big flamboyant, flamboyant front man. Same with no, exactly, like, natural, yeah. like Alex from Latham's. He, he were quite, uh, quite just definitely just yeah quite still at the beginning and now he's more mm. flamboyant and he's got his own style and that kind of stuff so so it, it, it's always going to develop in it and you'll you'll find your own little way as well no for, for certain yeah no for mm. sure yeah. but we sort of like ditch the guitar for a couple of songs live yeah, now and you, you know pick it up for a guitar solo a bit later on in the, in the song but yeah it's um it's getting there no we're just i'm really enjoying the live show at the minute i think it's it's so much fun to play yeah. No, I love it, love it, mate. And uh, just just the confidence of it all. And, uh, and another thing that I noticed about you on Twitter was when you said, I'm not going to release an album until I know I'm going to get a number one. That, <laughs> that's quite a statement to put out publicly, mate. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, it's all, uh, it is what I think, but it's also just a thing that gets a bit of, you know, a bit of talking on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I encourage all of that, mate. Keep doing all yeah, of that. Yeah. I love it, I love it. But the thing is, like, I feel like this, you know, there's so many artists I've seen over the last year and a half, and I'm by no means at all self, like by no means at all entitled to, to have anything. Yeah, you know, anything like that. Absolutely not. You've got to, you got to work hard for things like that. That's, I, I, just, I know it's a bit of a piss take, mate. I really do. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. just found it interesting. Um, but <laughs> but um, no, it's like it's it, you know it's it's the sort of thing that motivates me. I think you yeah. know, like I've spent the last so like four years writing and writing and writing non-stop and even this year alone I've written two albums two and a half albums Um, so like it's you know it's we're we're always creating um, but it's I mean like it's such a it's such a massive thing and there's been so many bands over the last year like Lathams and obviously you got local legend here Sam Fender who's You know, they knock it out the park every single time. And I'm just waiting to, to see how it sort of grows over the next year and a half. Obviously, I can't wait forever. There's got to be a point where I do put an album out. Um, yeah. But, well, yeah, I'd like it to be a time where I'm where I'm happy enough with, with you know, where we are. Not like I'm not happy with it now, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. Um, but, like, where I'm at a place where... Because if I put anything like an album out now, it would literally just, like, it would do nothing. It wouldn't have the interest. It wouldn't have because we haven't. I haven't gained in, enough yet. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we just keep working and plugging away over the next however long. And you know, there, there could be a time where I'm happy enough to to, to release a big body of work. Yeah. Well, I, I saw re- the replies you got, and it weren't just people on Twitter just being Twitter people. It were like Tom from the Lottery Winners, Reverend. Uh, you know, my mate John McClure, He replied to you. Um, mm-hmm. a, a guy that you remind me of, Andrew Cushing from up north as well, just all replied to you about, you know, on, on the tweet and stuff. You, you're on everybody's radar. I love seeing that. And I love seeing the community offering advice and support there as well. And just it all, but that's that's the best thing about Twitter, that for me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, lottery winners are smashing out the park. I mean, yeah. they're, they're doing amazing. You know, their new record is um, it's doing fantastic. Um, uh, and they're a brilliant band live. And, you know, Reverend the Makers, they've been so supportive of me for so many years as well. Um, and, you know, Andrew Cushion, looking forward to, to seeing him again tomorrow at the first, uh, ah, at, yeah, uh, in Sheffield. Yeah. Um, you know, another local lad who, who, who's smashing it as well. Um, oh, I've, I've had him on twice already on the podcast, Andrew Cushion. And I just, I, I, I just really enjoy how he is. And you remind me so much, you know, he's got so much confidence. He's up for a laugh. He's a bit cheeky. He's like that. And <laughs> I, I see a lot of that in you. I, I like that. No, nice one. Yeah. I mean, it's like, he, he also did soccer AM and all that as well. Yeah, so he, yeah. he's doing a hell of a job too. But um, no, it's, it's so nice to get the support from, from so many artists who are in, you know, further down the line than myself. Yeah. Um, and um, 
who are hitting new heights and things like that. So, you know, we're just seeing how it goes and and I'm loving it at the minute. So it's, it's yeah. great to, to have that back. So I know this podcast podcast will have gone out, but I know you're in my hometown of Sheffield tomorrow on the B-Rate Festival. Um, you, you'll have seen online that, that festival got a bit of a backlash and some people were pulling out of it and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What, what what made you decide to still play it? <sighs> like... It's 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 just a really it's a really tricky one, isn't it? Like, mm. it's not um, something we we take we did lightly, you know. It's like, mm. um, but I just enjoy being on stage and I enjoy gigging. And people have bought tickets for yeah. a festival, and um, yeah. don't think um, enough people have dropped out um, to, to warrant me. You know, I was never going to be the last one standing. Um, yeah. But like, uh, the people have bought tickets, and it's still a gig until an event, and perfectly nice normal great people will be coming along you enjoy their music yeah. and you know if they, they want to see live bands and i've I'd already and i've agreed to do it you know yeah. like that's but it's, it's a tough one and it's not really um something i know awfully a lot about you know i'm yeah i know i'm just trying to just trying to to get as many you do gigs right. as I can. And for people that don't yeah. know, the, the controversy is around Tom Egan uh, headlining it. I, I've recently had Tom on the podcast. Mm. Um, so, you know, people go through things in the life. People uh, make amends for things. People are allowed a second chance. And I think to, uh, to try and uh, cancel somebody's career when... They've obviously made amends. They've obviously made changes to the lifestyle, and you know, and and done and move forward with their lives. People, you, you can't keep people down forever when they've made an effort to um, to to do the right thing in the end. Uh, mm. and, and for me, to for, for I, I appreciate anybody's decision to cancel it. It's, it's their decision. They can do what they want. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think anybody should be scrutinised or or. or or made to feel bad for still playing a festival when that has got nothing to do with them. You're, you're just a young lad. You want to play. You're going to see Andrew Cushing down there. There's loads of great artists on that festival. Uh, it's, mm. a, it's a smashing looking event. Um, I, I, it's just my little view on it, really. People shouldn't feel that important to be able to put, to ca- to be able to cancel people. I just hate that mentality where people think they that their opinion is the only one that should be uh, heard. Um, I think there's a there's two sides to everything, uh, and I don't blame you for still playing it, mate. All right, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's um, it's not really a, a thing I've thought much about, to be honest. Yeah, I just, fair um, it's like, you know, um, we've had the conversation, yeah. and we we didn't. Uh, I suppose I didn't think there's enough to really to skip it. To be fair, but yeah. you know, it's like I, I really don't blame anyone who has. You know, like I can understand how some can feel uncomfortable doing it, but. Well, good luck with yeah. my, my home fans, the the people of Sheffield unite. Um, I'm I'm sure you'll get a great reception, mate. And Hopefully, good, yeah. Good luck with that one. Looking forward to it. And then you're, you're playing the biggest festival of them all. You found out recently, Glastonbury. Yeah, um, on, no, tell us all about that. I mean, Billy Bragg, man, what a legend he has been <laughs> for me over the last year. Like, yeah. you know, supporting him next month. Oh no, this month now in a couple of weeks' time yeah. at Oxford Auto Academy, which going to be massive. You know, and um, he's literally like. For, for for years being one of my heroes I think he's literally one of the best songwriters ever I think he's great um, so to have him you know backing me for, for such I mean literally the biggest event in music mm-hmm. is um, is incredible you know and Left Field is such a brilliant stage and did it last year and part of his sort of like acoustic radical roundup it's called um, mm-hmm. where he just has three people join him on stage and take turns playing songs um, but this year we got a full, you know, band, big set. Yeah. Um, the band absolutely buzzing. It's the first time going to Glastonbury, and you get um, and you get in for no. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the literally Glastonbury count fingers and toes for how many people get in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, we're, we're buzzing for it. It's going to be like honestly probably the best weekend we've had yeah. so far. Um, you know, the lineup's great. Um, and yeah, it's, it's going to be top. And the thing is with Glastonbury, like <laughs> such like a massive city, it is like, it's huge. You know, you, you'll have like people doing DJ sets, sets up in a tree yeah, yeah. Um, it, whilst there's a phone party going on at half two in the morning <laughs> uh, in a forest. Yeah. Um, 
but it's like yeah it's such a it's such a great place and i can't wait to be doing it again this year and it's and it's it's mad to think it's now literally only next month like you know i've known about it for a couple of months now and yeah. um, i mean literally feeling ill not being able to tell anyone yeah and um, <laughs> but no we're, we're buzzing that it's out there now and yeah we just can't wait to get down there does does anything phase you at all and um, <laughs> well no, I mean, you know, I, I I just enjoy it all and I love playing live and, you know, if, if my music's not for you, then it's not for you. It's not really yeah. done for me to decide. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just sort of enjoy it and the band enjoys it. I, to be honest, the main thing is I love the company of the people I'm knocking about with. Yeah. Um, so it's all just good crack and it's like, it's fun and, you know, we have a laugh on stage. And, yeah, so every gig regardless of what we're doing is is just as enjoyable as next oh, i love that mate and you've got your own big tour coming up as well so within the description mm. of this podcast we'll put a link to buy tickets um you know it's all kicking off you've got this big tour coming so how do you prepare for a tour personally um you know it's like keeping my voice on the low really because yeah. my live voice it, it's it's you know it's, it's quite tiring to sing the way i sing for yeah. for a while and um, it's quite a like shouty loud voice um, yeah. um but yeah it's like it's i think the trick is not to overdo it every night and not be out drinking every single night because yeah. i would literally kill myself off and um, but like this too is gonna have dates where we're doing like six days in a row mm-hmm. then a day off then another six days in a row so yeah. it's gonna be massive but not really looking forward to it though and you know um with a band we um we'll get together and we'll rehearse for, for a couple of weeks and, you know, um, maybe learn a few more songs just mm-hmm. that we can chuck in here and there and try new things. But it's um, no buzzing for it. It's going to be great. And to, to play in front of so many people who, you know, have come to see you and want to watch you live, you know, I don't think I'll ever get over that. It's amazing. What would you say to people that haven't clicked the button yet to buy a ticket? What would you say to those people that are thinking about it? But they're, yeah, just, yeah. they're being a bit annoying and they've just not pressed the button yet. What would you say to those people that have that are hovering over that ticket button to buy one for Tom Aismith? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go for it. I mean, we haven't announced it as of yet, so oh, <laughs> it's on the down low. No, no, it's not. Oh, is it not? Yeah, I'm not sure when. It, okay. I think it'll be announced in the next week or so, okay. um, week or two. Um, so I'm not sure when this podcast comes yeah, out. But... I'll make sure it's out after the tour, mate. Don't worry about that. We, you, nice one. We, Cheers, we, we yeah. We'll stitch you up. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, 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 I thought I saw it on your yeah. socials. That's where I got it from. I might have just got it wrong. Yeah, no, I've got like I've got like a break, like a big thing out now. Literally all the two, all the festival dates I'm doing and every, oh, okay. and every gig I've got going on. Oh, okay, settle like a tour bus the thing. Um, uh, that's what yeah, I meant. that's um, what I meant. I've got I've got a bit of an yeah, exclusive it, from you. It, it's probably this one. Is it that one? Yeah, that's the one. That's, right? I've got yeah. that in front of us just to make sure I know every festival I'm doing. Oh, okay, and that is announced. Um, but yeah, it's what are you doing then? Buy a ticket. Yeah, yeah, come along. Yeah, it's going to be a great laugh. Good idea. Um, it's going to be brilliant. And um, even if you don't know who I am, I don't know yeah. the words. I'm I'm sure you'll come away with something. Um, uh, you know, even if it's just supporting a new artist. Um, yeah. but no, it's going to be a great time. We're going to be doing so many iconic venues up and down the country that yeah. I've played over the last year and a half, and ones that I haven't. And um, it's pretty much every single city. So yeah, wow. yeah it's going to be great. Oh, I love that, mate. I love that. So, uh, so is it just like voice preparation then? Have you got any techniques with honey and that kind of stuff? Have you got like vocal, yeah, got vocal those, zone um, things and all that kind of stuff? To keep yeah, yeah, active? yeah. Yeah, I've got a cupboard full of vocal zones. I've got <laughs> one of those like Norman inhaler things. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like it's like just pure water vapor. Um, nice. So it just sort of steams your throat. Um, but yeah, it's um, you just got to take care of it and like not overdo it with the drinking or anything like that because it, literally it will ruin your voice <laughs> yeah don't blame me mate so so the, the so the tour's on its way um you know what a story you've had at the age of 19 can, can, yeah, we, yeah. can we catch up again after your tour and have another chat mate because I'm, I'm i'm loving your journey uh, and I, I just want to support it all on rgm and share your music with with the passionate um, you know, music scene that you know we're part of. It, it's it's a it's a really enjoyable time for for new music at the minute. And, yeah, and just, sure, and, and I'm relatively new to your name, and I've just you know, for example, I, I just checked out you're playing Toronto. You're not playing Toronto. Your song Toronto. Um, 
And that, mm. is, that is just a proper rake with you. And I, 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 as soon as I saw that, I thought, right, I'm having this kid. I, I like him. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm invested yeah, yeah. in that kind of stuff. So, so we're going to be sharing your stuff out there on our gem, mate. We're going to be reviewing you. I can't, I can't guarantee what they'll say. Um, but <laughs> but uh, I'm, oh, sure it'll all be, I'm sure it'll all be great because um, you've got the world at your feet, mate. It must be, it must be exciting for you just to have these things on the horizon. How, how, much, are you, how, how much are you like pinching yourself a little bit? Yeah, it's 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 all wild, you know. Like I'm not, I don't really ever have a second to think about it. To be honest, yeah, the next thing straight away. Yeah. Um, but no, we um, like literally just loving it. It's like it's you know it's what I've worked very hard to be to be able to do. Yeah. Um, and now that it's sort of you know slowly coming together, it's um you know it's really exciting. Yeah, nice one. So this, so the by the time you watch this, ladies and gentlemen, the, the tour will be announced, and there'll be a link to the description on this podcast. Because um, I'll send me the link, Tom, and I'll put it on the podcast. Yeah, so yeah, we'll the tickets. And mate, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, you're off to Stadium Alight, I believe. We had a little chat earlier. You're doing a, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. random thing over there at the. Yeah, Stadium yeah, going to have a meal with the iconic 1973 Sunderland team that won the wow. FA Cup. Wow. Um, I haven't won anything since then, so they are literally still legends. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, well, have a great day, mate. Enjoy Sheffield tomorrow. Enjoy your tour. Glastonbury. Just crack, yeah. keep doing what you're doing, mate. I love every minute <laughs> of it, and I, I, th- I thank you very much for this interview. Cheers, pal. Well, thank you very much for having us. You're welcome. Cheers. Nice one. Ta- thanks, Tom A. Smith. Uh, if you haven't already, there's a description in this podcast that will take you straight to... Uh, to buy a ticket for Tom's tour nationwide tour he's all over the place it's a massive tour um, he's on it this lad isn't he you know, one for the future definitely oh well for now you know who gets a, who gets a king call off Elton John madness Hyde Park playing with all these people it's fantastic to watch I, I love this side of the industry just watching somebody grab it by the bollocks and just go for it I love it so ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us for another edition of this podcast my name's Carl Maloney the host of the shindig that guy from RGM there's plenty coming up on RGM this week you know stay tuned uh, at rgm.press loads of interviews bands reviews features all the normal magazines type stuff coming your way and entertaining you this week so ladies and gentlemen we'll see you next week it's uh, another bank holiday next week that's nice isn't it another one in four weeks I'm not going to dwell on that I don't feel the need to dwell on that uh, ladies and gentlemen I'm going to get off uh, thanks for joining us for another week on the podcast ladies and gentlemen I really appreciate all your support and people sharing the podcast thank you uh, I'm going to get off toodaloo enjoy your week of music and enjoy welcome to RGM are you in a band come and join us simply click on the RGM submission page Submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback, and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show, and thank you for your support, and we'll see you next week.